Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. This how did I been ready? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Fun and Sober Podcast. It's a Sunday, which means we're not as tired as normal, right, Julia? I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> um, this weekend. Was very, very fun, but I celebrated two friends' birthdays. So I had plans Friday and Saturday night. And I got home past midnight both Friday and Saturday night, which is not the normal for me. No way. So I am feeling um like physically exhausted. Um my social battery is at a pretty all-time low. <laughs> Do you feel hungover at all? I don't feel hungover <laughs> as much as, like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a music festival. No. But, like, after you go to a music festival, your body is exhausted in, like, this very specific way. And that's what it feels like right now, which is so crazy because it's, like, we didn't do anything like crazy. Yeah, we went out to dinner and we went out to dance, but it wasn't like anything right. super wild. But <laughs> just goes to show like I'm not who I used to be. You know, I'm I'm very much like stuck in my way of living now. And so when it switches up, like I can feel it. We might be entering a rebrand of the podcast, the Young, Old and Sober podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the old, the old fun and sober podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever the name of our title of our podcast is. Who really? That's knows? definitely how. That's definitely how I feel. Like I, it's just crazy. I mean, in my early twenties, I used to. I mean, I was going out like during the week, and it was like no big deal. And now I can barely do Friday and Saturday. I know, and then to think about adding alcohol into that mix. Oh my god. I can't R. imagine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way. Absolutely not. It'd be over. Um, what did you do this weekend? This weekend? Well, we get a three-day weekend, right? You get a three-day weekend? I don't. Oh. Which is shocking because my company, like, usually gives us these extra, mm-hmm. like, the bank holidays. But for yeah. some reason, we don't have tomorrow. It's weird. Huh. Well, I get a three-day weekend, which is nice. Nice. Uh, so yesterday just kept it low key watch basketball oh deep i've been in this like deep cleaning mode lately where i've just been getting after it down on my hands and knees scrubbing floorboards scrubbing scrubbing whatever i can scrub yeah scrubbing cabinets scrubbing. oh my gosh yeah, yeah you're going all out and it's kind of gross when you do that because you like look at the rag and you're like uh that's on a cabinet. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't realize um, how many surfaces we just like don't think to clean, but they're actually yeah. like extremely dirty. It's pretty, I think that's why I've been on the kick is because like I do it and then I see it and I'm like, oh my God. 
Right. What else, what else could I clean? Yeah. When it's out of sight, it's out of mind. But when you actually like, yeah, go for it, then you're like, oh shit, that's really gross. <laughs> also, have I told, this is off topic, but have I told you, I've just trying to been trying, I've been trying to do things in my life that are small, but I know will make me happy. And mm. one of these things was transferring all of my old hangers out and getting wooden hangers. And, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. I'm sure that's very aesthetically pleasing. And the clothes just fall off the hangers like butter. Only if you <laughs> want them to, but. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's, it's a vibe. Well, it just goes to show that like your, I think we've mentioned this before, like your physical environment affects your, oh, yeah. what's going on in your mental environment, like way more than I think we initially recognize, I guess. And I think it's a two-way street too, because it's like, if your house is dirty, you feel shitty. But oh, if yeah, you feel true. shitty, your house can be dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so but I feel like, like a... sometimes, sometimes we can't, it's almost like the physical environment. We have control over that. Right. Yeah. So that's something we can do to like trigger that, that mental state. Yeah. It can be like a domino effect if we get the physical environment in order like I've been super into decluttering recently. Yeah. Like I've I've fallen down the rabbit hole of decluttering YouTube. And oh, how do you do that? Well, it's just like there's um there's this one girl. Um, she's an author and like a speaker. Her name is Marie Kondo. I don't know if you've ever heard of her before. She's the one that wrote the book. Um it's something about I'm gonna butcher the title, but it's like there's something about an like the art of decluttering and she talks about like really making a point to only hold on to the physical objects in your life that spark joy and then getting rid of the objects that don't spark joy and she has like a youtube or not a youtube uh she has like two netflix seasons where she like goes I think into I have people's houses yeah she's pretty she's pretty famous um but there's this one YouTuber who she identifies as like an actual minimalist. Like her house is like very bare and I I wouldn't really strive for that. But yeah. there are some good pieces of information in there and you just feel so much better when you go through like a closet or like the basement or the crawl space and you're just like, this is just sitting here. I'm not doing anything mm -hmm. with it anyways. Um and they really put a huge emphasis on like when you get rid of things, you kind of offer that object to have a new life. Like someone else could use, could actually like really use that instead of just having the guilt of like, oh, I spent money on this and I'm giving it away because yeah. I think a lot of people get caught up with, with that. So yeah, yeah I don't know. that's it's interesting. My mom is that way. She'll keep anything for a long time. But I think it's like kind of like a generational thing to a certain extent. That could be because I'm the exact opposite. I can buy yeah. something and if I don't like it, I'll just like get rid of it. I don't care if I buy that, it. That's kind week. of the way that the, that's the way that I've been for the past like year. I wasn't always that way, but I'm like getting into that yeah. bad habit because it's like it's just we I didn't realize it, but it like adds stress to you when you're when you're room or your apartment or your home is like 
out of order. Like I just yeah. feel like my mind itself is like out of order. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like I didn't used to be, oh my God, I used to be a slob. Like it's almost <laughs> embarrassing to look back at how I used to live. I was just like messy. Well, this is cool to hear because I feel like a lot of the times when people recognize like I'm a messy person, they just accept it. And they're just like, I'm just, I'm just messy. Like I'm just, you know, my yeah. room is always a disaster. But to hear that you used to be that way. And you're oh. not that way anymore. That's that's cool. Now I can't stand it. I can't mm -hmm. like I just can't stand the thought of it. Um, yeah, no way. It's it's just gross to me now. Um, but I think a lot of it has to deal with the alcohol too. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like sure I that was, has. Yeah, I would, done it. like because yeah, that was just not even a priority at all to like oh I'll clean the house <laughs> mm -hmm. when you're drinking every night just I don't think that that's like a, a hand in hand type thing yeah it kind of just goes back to like that thing well I guess it kind of relates to like this weekend like I loved going out with my friends and like celebrating birthdays like it's very important to me to be there for my friends mm -hmm. but you know I really do thrive off of like structure and consistency and schedule. And, you know, although this weekend was like filled with a bunch of like fun plans, it like really got me out of like my regular yeah. structure. And I'm like feeling the effects and like the consequences of Have that. Have you always been like structured and, and all of that? I mean like growing up yeah like my mom did a very good job of like keeping me and my sister like on a very specific schedule and I was always a good student but did extracurriculars and so that was very structured um in college like I feel like I went through this phase especially after I went abroad where I kind of was like I never want to work like a nine to five job like oh, I yeah. don't want to be I don't want to um, be like chain and ball to a desk. Like I want my life to be spontaneous. I kept, I always thought that to myself. Same. And so in my early twenties, like after graduating college, my life was just like, I've spoken about it before, but it was just super chaotic and hectic. And I thought that's what I wanted. But now that I've, like shifted that and I know what it's like to live a life that's very like <laughs> stable <laughs> well it's just like kind of I guess like mundane like it's like it's kind of the same uh -huh. but I but I I love it like I that that may sound boring but like it just is what it is like I just that's where I'm that's where I'm my best but to be fair like I think when you're young if you're not dreaming big then there's something wrong with that. But right. as you get older, like as you get older, if you don't kind of readjust expectations and and change what fulfills you and all of that, then that's like, I mean, there's no right or wrong here, but it's it makes sense that when you're young, you dream big and you're like, I want chaos. I want, I mm -hmm. want exciting. I want spontaneous. But as you get older, I think it's definitely okay to be like, oh, I kind of want my life to be a little more boring, a little more routine yeah just kind of 
like also i think the nine to five gets so much hate so much hate and it did there for a second like on social media and there was a lot of like trap you know full-time traveling youtubers that would like always start their intros <laughs> with like i i always never saw myself at a nine to five job and it's like neither did we dude you and know? their parents are funding their like let's right. be real here like before we before we go too deep down into that path like all the van lifers all of the full-time travelers like come on let's be real they didn't just work corporate nine to five for two years and then quit and travel full-time like no if you're paying rent at the same time there's literally no way that someone no. could could have the amount of funds that you need to support that kind of lifestyle right yeah so I, I, I think that's like actually a really dangerous narrative that lives on on social media is like, oh, like I, and, and I see people say, like, I'd rather work 80 hours for myself than work 40 for some like I'd rather make forty thousand dollars work 80 hours for myself than make eighty thousand dollars and work 40 hours for someone else. I'm like, why? Why? You'd rather make half the money work twice as much. <laughs> that doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. And I also have this like really. I don't really like the um, idea of like judging or giving a hard time to like the working class. Mm -hmm. I'm like of all the populations on the on this planet, I think that that's the population that should probably like be cut some slack. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to be. We don't need to be judging the working class. No, and you can make a great life for yourself working a nine to five. Like that can. I can if fund. it wasn't yeah if it wasn't for my for my job now i'm i'm so extremely thankful that i'm in the spot that i'm in right now and the fact that yeah. i get to start this search to buy my own place in the city of chicago like that is fucking dope and yeah, yeah it's me working 40 hours a week for somebody else but who it's cares? like who cares i'm opening up opportunity for myself and I've come to find out that I actually don't think that I would really enjoy my life as like a full-time traveling digital nomad. Can you imagine the stress that comes with like maybe if you have a job that's kind of one thing like the digital nomad I have a full-time job thing mm -hmm. but like creating can you imagine the stress that would like imagine if this podcast we produced we had to get x amount of downloads so mm. that we could pay our That would gas, take, like, the like, fun out of it. Oh, it would take all the fun out of it. It would take all the fun out of it. It would take... We would have to be way more controversial to, yeah. to get listens. We would have right. to... That's what's really a shame, too, right now, is you kind of have to ha come with some controversy to pop off, <laughs> mm -hmm. which, is, which is tough. Because, like, both of our super viral videos... It was more of our attacking, like, not that we, like, attacked people, but it was more of our... Oh, I've seen, like, multiple, like... <laughs> and I, I agree I agree with this. Um, I've seen multiple other sobriety content creators say the fact of, like, if you want to go viral, talk shit about yeah. alcohol because you are going to trigger something within a very large population of people, and it's going to make your video successful. And yeah. based off of firsthand experience... That is correct. <laughs> yeah, that's where both of our videos. Yeah. I think you've had a couple, but I've my one was pretty much saying like, oh, if you're seeing this video, you should stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. And even if you like, 
yeah, that first one I was being pretty like pretty cutthroat, pretty harsh. But <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was like, you just woke I had up at- feeling. I had it, an like... attitude that day. I chose. I woke up and chose violence that day. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. But even on the, I had a couple ones that were, you know, like pretty decently successful, and I'm trying to come at it from a more like diplomatic point of view, like kind of yeah. just like I just, you know, I just care about your mental health, well being, instead of me just like fully talking shit. Um, but even then, you know. If people want to defend alcohol, they are they are going to fight like tooth and nail. Yeah. Because it just it just triggers something in them. But yeah, imagine that that's what your paycheck relied on. It would be stressful. <laughs> I just yeah. really don't see anything wrong. And look at us. Like we're we're like we have other cool shit going on. You know, we just can take we can alleviate that pressure from it. Like like this podcast, who knows a year from now, it might be monetized, it might not. But, but like, we do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, it takes that pressure off of it. And yeah, it's that's, like my outlet from from my work week. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's just why I hate when the nine to five gets so much. And I'll be honest, like, and then we can move on because this is just something I've had built up for years, and I've never got to talk to anyone about it. It's always like it feels like broke people <laughs> that are saying that like the oh really like the oh i'd rather work 80 hours for myself and then you go to their page and it's just like they're like 16 years old and it's like Mm. they're fishing it's like well yeah i mean i get i guess why you say that is Mm -hmm. someone where your parents pay your bills (laughs) like yeah and it's also like there's a certain aspect to like does this person have as much lived experience in life as me yeah because i'm not gonna take your advice if you haven't like if you don't know what it's like to not know where rent is coming from that month i don't want to hear i don't want to hear it damn i hate thinking about all the times that i ignored older people giving me advice when it comes to (laughs) simple things (laughs) Like, there's some stuff where I'm not going to take an older person's advice because, like, they're just maybe a little... We're living different lives. Mm -hmm. But there's so many times older people told me, like, hey, man, like, you might want to do this. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to chase my dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you got to just take it... Whenever people are giving you advice, like, you really just have to take it with a grain of salt and interpret it as, like what is good information that this person is giving me what's actually realistically going to work for me and then what can i leave behind because you can like listen to someone's you know story or journey and you can take the parts with you that resonate with you and then you can leave you can leave the rest of it behind like that's totally that's totally fine yeah for sure like a, a bit of advice that sticks out to me when i was saying that was I remember people used to tell, like, not a ton of, like, I don't know why I said people. I think, like, one person told me that, like, <laughs> um, like love doesn't feel like sparks going off and, like, this crazy chemistry and stuff. And I was like, dude, that is, you're out of your mind. Like, you must have chose the wrong partner. But as I date more and I meet more women and, like, you know, grow, it's like sometimes those sparks and everything – and that crazy chemistry 
that's not sustainable at all. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, we have crazy chemistry, but it doesn't mean it's going to be your partner. Yeah, they're not like we have zero compatibility. Right. And when I think long term, it's like it has to be like 90% compatibility. Right. Because I feel like you can create that spark with a fun night out or, you know, whatever you like to do together. You can create a spark. I'm not saying there needs to be no spark. I'm just saying like I that's a piece of advice that I used to to just like balk at where it's are you kidding me? Like I, I'm going to have so much chemistry with my partner and I mm-hmm. do want that. But the the value is definitely shifted there to to compatibility, no doubt. Well, and how many times, which like I'm very, very, very guilty of this, how many times do us as young people, you know, go out to the bars or go out to eat with friends or whatever, and they're seeking attention from, you know, another person, and we're thinking that we're experiencing a spark between just us and the other person but we're actually drinking at the same time. So it's like how much of that spark is real. Oh yeah. And like I'm I'm just thinking back to like, you know, pretty much all of my romantic relationships in my life. Like not saying they all started with like a super like drunken night out, but like a lot of the relationship there were drinks involved. You know mine what I mean? Did. Like, yeah. Yeah, mine totally did. Like, it, it's a. I'm gonna use quotations here. It's a good jump starter. It it like mm-hmm. expedites you three dates in. As far as like if you were sober, but in the wrong way. It's right. Because it it makes you feel like that, but then, when you hang out sober for the first time, that's when the real first date is. It's like okay, like all right, this is weird. This is different. Like we're both completely different people here. Yeah. And isn't it strange that like we, we sort of, at least I did, like I sort of just thought that that's what the beginning of the relationship always looks like. And then kind of later we figure out if we're actually compatible. Like later you go on dates. Right. Later. But (laughs) but But initially it's like us going out drinks with like other friends and then we and then we vibe off of like that situation and it's like wait why aren't we like if anything shouldn't we be like flip-flopping that like let me get to know this person sober first actually see if i have a connection with them and then maybe down the line feeling like you know vulnerable enough that like Mm -hmm. we can take it to like that level but it's like no actually that's like that's like step one these days yeah, it definitely is. And and that's why it just feels awkward meeting someone stone cold sober. Like, you know, you're on the date you're on the dating apps or however you might meet. Even if you just approach someone in real life and like you schedule coffee or whatever. Meeting that first time it's like, whoa, this is just crazy. Like we are just gonna go stare at each other. <laughs> and see if we have anything to talk about. <laughs> I don't know this person really. Yeah, last night when we were out, we went to dinner first. It was like me, my girlfriend whose birthday we were celebrating. And then I knew one of the other girls that were there because she's um, 
a part of the sober community too, but then the three other girls, I, I didn't know as well. And I really liked the way that we were like socializing at dinner. Like mm -hmm. I was really connecting with like these like girls that I didn't know that well. And like by the end of the dinner, I was like, oh, I can like full blown have like one on one conversations with like all these people, even though I walked in only knowing two of them. Mm -hmm. So then afterwards, we went to like a like a bar that's like um, I, you're probably don't know what any of this means. But like in Chicago, it's like it's a River North bar, which basically just means like it's kind of like it's loud. It's not necessarily a club, but it's louder than your average bar. Mm -hmm. People are dancing, you know. And I was just like having this moment of realization that I used to think that like this was socializing, like this environment <laughs> is what socializing is like those two things of like a river north bar and socializing like those are synonymous, whereas like now I'm like, this doesn't feel like socializing at all. Like I can't hear anybody. They can't hear me. I'm not necessarily like, I think it's cause like I, we went dancing on Friday. So by the time it was Saturday, I was like, I'm all danced out. Like I can't. Your quads are sore. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> my feet, my feet hurt. Like I just don't have it in me. And I was trying so hard to like, you know, not suck the life out of like the yeah. group. So I was like really, really trying hard to like, just like fake it till I make it. But it's just crazy because it's like, now I'm realizing that the I I'm I'm talking all the time about like I went to this sober event this weekend I went to that sober event this weekend like I'm always around sober people and that is now where I thrive as a social setting mm -hmm. and now when I when I'm like plopped into this River North bar it's like I'm just uncomfortable and like this just doesn't feel it feels familiar it feels like okay in like a past life this is what I thought yeah. This is what I thought making friends was. And now it's like. I don't even know what I would do. In in all honesty, I don't know what I would do in this. I, I just haven't gone out like that in so yeah. long. Because it's just really like all my friends are married. Like, mm -hmm. or, you know, in relationships. That's not something that I'm going to go seek on my own. So I, I don't right. even know what I would do in that environment. I would just. Whew, okay. And my voice is too low that no one can hear me in loud environments. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I really, I really felt like I was straining my voice. Yeah. Like no one can ever. And my name's Blazik. So it's like, like, it's like, what's your name? It's like Blazik. Like what? But like, oh my God, this is the worst. I'm, I'm having flashbacks right now. Um, yeah. yeah. And like everyone funny. was very everyone was very nice. Like, I want to preface this by like, I had a great time. Like I really did. It's just like my, I, my, my breaking point is like so much earlier than it used to be. Like <laughs> I could have spent the entire evening. I could have closed that place out, you know, like yeah. back in the day. And like, now it was like, I had about an hour and a half in me and then it was time for me to go home. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Especially yeah, if you've dance like if you've done what you've wanted to do there, I mean, it it is it's hard to talk in those places, and that's what I think maybe even the definition of socializing would be is is communication. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like 
I mean, yeah, I guess you could dance interpretation or what's it? Interpretive dance. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could. I guess you could go that route. I guess you could go that route. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just, I mean, we're in different stages of life. At least I'm in different stage of life and stuff that used to be fun isn't, isn't as fun anymore. And like, that's totally cool. Like sometimes I look back at stuff sometimes like, you know, it can be sad to let things go whether that's a relationship, a friendship, something you enjoy doing, whatever it might be, but you, it's okay to let it go. Like you can be like, wow, that was a really fun time with that person, with that thing, with that substance, with whatever it is. And just also at the same time be like, but it's okay that I'm going to move on. And those those things don't have to be so like strongly held together. Yeah, I think that people or at least maybe I didn't recognize for a long time that something, some situation, some friendship, you know, whatever it is, can be both good and bad at the same time. And then it's up to you to decide, you know, going forward, is this something that I want to take with me? Or is this something that I can just recognize the good for what it was? And then the bad can, you know, sort of like solidify the reason as to why I'm I'm letting it go. Yeah. And you had a point last week where you said that just because you've invested time in something doesn't mean that it's like the right thing. Well, there how is many, a sunken how many times, cost. Yeah. How many times did I tell myself that I can't be the, the non-drinking friend in the group because I am the party girl. <laughs> like that is me. That is my identifier. And that's how the world perceives me. So for me to have that be my personality for over a decade, for me to want to switch that up, yeah, it was like super, super scary. And I don't know. It's like, it's kind of the, it's not exactly the same situation, but it's like the same situation as we were talking about the previous episode, like having a bunch of time under your belt at a job that you hate. And it's like, it's just really having to be like kind of cutthroat and harsh with yourself of like that's in the past like it kind of doesn't fucking matter to be completely honest because that there's no changing it the only thing that we actually have control of changing is today and then our future so why my are we buddy, not my Go buddy ahead. the other day texted me and he was like your life would be a lot better if you pretended that the past didn't exist whoa <laughs> that's crazy isn't that wild yeah imagine just imagine like, the the opportunities that people would feel like they had if the past just did not exist he fucked me up with that one <laughs> he fucked me up with that one i uh because like so much of our life is just the story that we tell ourselves. yeah like that's like imagine if you were born today and you didn't have any of the the negative stories that you told yourself from the past. You have like the knowledge and the lessons of the past, but you don't have any of the stories that you've told yourself or that other people have told you. Just imagine how different life could be. It's insane. It's insane. It it goes back to that whole thing that we were talking about of like 
really having to like trust your future self instead of like trusting your past self, I guess. I don't know. Like having faith in like, although this is something that I not comfortable with because I've never experienced that type of lived experience before that doesn't mean that it's not exactly what I mean what I need in in my life right now just as much that like a life that you have lived up until this point although it's super comfortable and super familiar and you there's a lot of parts of you within you that you don't want it to change that past life could be the exact thing that you do not need anymore Mm -hmm. going forward with that would actually be doing a disservice to you yeah yeah it's like you want the lessons right you want the lessons from the shit you learned but you don't want the the narrative or the like like whatever negative stuff you would carry forward and that's tough to that's a tough like thing to to balance like okay i want the lesson from this but i don't want the way that it made me feel to carry forward because that's the brain like the human brain's doing its breath doing its best to protect us right from you know like because hunter gatherer days it's like okay this killed your friend so like you need to be scared when you see a bear that's right that's as simple as the human brain was so it's doing its best to protect us but that's just like not it's not caught up to our modern society right yeah yeah it goes back to like the whole thing of like Things can be simultaneously good and bad at the same time. It's like us as a human race, we're too complicated for it to be like comfort means good and discomfort means bad. That is, we know that that's not the truth because if that was the truth, I would have never stopped drinking because although, I mean, yeah, the drinking was like causing all these negative effects in my life. It was comfort. Like it was was something I was like- Yeah, it was my comfort zone. It was something I was super familiar with. And me simply taking out that one thing in my life, just the one thing of alcohol, I have had more growth in my life. I've done more healing in my life. I actually have like, I feel this sense of fulfillment that I've never felt before. Like that means something, you know? And to think that I would have let just my comfort zone hold me back, like, nah. That ain't it if you can get like and this is tough i struggle with it hard but i really did have a moment this week where it it really shined but if you can just be okay being uncomfortable so much good will happen in your life it's Mm -hmm. it's literally i mean think about anything great you want to do and then think about why you haven't tried doing it it's because it's uncomfortable it's awkward it's whatever it might be um, I don't know if you're in your job, you have to do like role plays. Do you ever have to do that? Mm-mm. So I, I used I, to when I had a sales position. Yeah. So, so you're familiar with, mm-hmm. with role plays and yeah, I had to do one with like our sales enablement guy and then our, you know, sales manager this week. So more high pressure, not super high pressure, but more high pressure mock calls. And it was something I'd never done before and I didn't, we didn't like prepare for it. It was just like, I hopped on the enablement session. He's like, Hey, try and try and wing this and get through it. So I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm selling. And I started it and this is like a 10 minute thing. 
and he tells me I, I like try and bail out. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know what this is. Like, can we go over it? And he's like, what's that, Mr. Salesman? You're asking me the prospect? Like, he wouldn't let me bail. And he forced me. Oh, oh it was, God. like, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. <laughs> but then in my mind, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck it. It's just me and him. This isn't real. This isn't right. it. And I just was like, fuck it. So I just started, like, going through it. And the growth from him making me do that versus him like, T- okay, so if you go here, like this does this, this does. It was like it sped things up 10x. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. But he wasn't doing it to be a dick. He's a good and guy. And how long How long was that conversation total, do you think, with him? The mock call or the conversation? I guess just the mock call. Like 10 minutes. Okay, 10 minutes of your life of discomfort. Yeah. To think of like the opportunity that might come of that 10 minutes in the future like that's yeah. crazy to think about 10 minutes and i learned so much <laughs> and i just didn't want to i just didn't the only thing stopping me was oh i don't want to look stupid in front of this director you know yeah when his job is to help me right <laughs> and i'm like right. i don't want to literally look stupid. his job yeah yeah, yeah it's so it's, crazy to like circle it back to like what we were talking about in the beginning it's like me going to events with only sober people especially in the beginning i was just going by myself like how nerve-wracking is that how fucking nerve-wracking is that like thinking about going into walking up to a group of people that you do not know and just saying hi my name is julia (laughs) and just seeing what happens (laughs) uh yeah that was something i had to get used to and now it's like Oh my god! It comes second now. They're like, to "Is me. that one sober friend?" <laughs> <laughs> that does happen sometimes, and I'm like, my mind is blown every single time that happens. Um, we talked about that on episode one. Just did we? going to think, yeah, going to things alone and just like, hey, and like I'm just so, <laughs> I'm just so thankful. I'm so grateful that my past self did that because, like, now I go to you know that River North Bar, and yesterday. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm so glad that like, I don't just think that like, this is the only environment where I need, where I'm going to feel a sense of human connection. Mm -hmm. Like that, that is just such a like, that's what I thought for years. That's what I thought for years of my life that like, this is the only way I'm going to feel connected to other people is in this type of setting. That's exhausting for me. And I, you know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be doing that every weekend. And now I know like, oh no, you can, you can seek out community and you can seek out human connection at, you know, events with all completely sober people. And you don't have to pay the consequence of a hangover. You don't have to pay the monetary consequence of going out to a River North bar. Like, you don't have to you don't have to keep like living that way if you don't want to and so i'm thank god i pushed myself over that like mental hurdle you just had to get uncomfortable yeah you just like all great things are on the other side mm-hmm. of discomfort yep. like it's 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 so simple yet so hard to learn mhm yep like, I remember our first episode, we were, like, both nervous. And I, 
now I don't even think like now we hop on with literally zero script like zero now it's bullet just what points. we do like it's just what we do we record on we record every week once a week either a Sunday or a Monday and yeah about 99.5 percent of the time we come very unprepared not um, even a topic <laughs> no yeah not even a top we actually kind of have a topic this week but we did it unknowingly unknowingly let's go that's kind of that's kind of our um our mo that's what that's just what we do now i think it's good that's that's what a lot of successful podcasts do just come in chat because like what you were talking about the connection like human connection and, and like that's i think that's how it happens it's it's tough if we were to come in here and be like okay we cover these three things Sure, we could have a good conversation, but it's not going to be it's a little more powerpointy in a way mm -hmm. than just actually connecting with people. And that's why I like podcasting. That's why I've been attracted to it. Like I I have my own like a separate podcast from this one. I haven't done one in a long time, but um like the reason I got into that was just I thought it was cool to connect with people and mm -hmm. it gives you a reason to talk to someone that you've never really talk to before or maybe that you wouldn't talk to weekly it's just a cool reason to hop on and and have organic conversation and connection speaking of i really do want us to have a guest soon <laughs> i know we keep saying that i think the i think the reason we don't that we both shy away from it is we just don't know when we're gonna or we know if we schedule it we have to stick to it <laughs> That's honestly totally what it is. Because but let's do it. You want to do it next week? What what date is next week? Who do you want to have? We can talk about that offline. No, yeah, that should work. Let's find a fucking guest. Let's do it. We're committing right now. We're committing. So we're if we don't do committing. it, then I guess you'll know we're not very reliable people. <laughs> <laughs> so that we have our reputation on the line. Yes, yes, we do. All right. Well, have an awesome rest of your Sunday. Yes, I think I'm going to immediately lay back down. So. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Um, if you guys have ideas for guests that you would like for us to talk to, definitely let us know. Um, and yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Bye.